The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. Here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Juan is a recovering MarTech consultant turned creator who writes an amazing weekly newsletter about the MarTech industry. And I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech podcast listeners. All right, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Hello, hello, marketeers. My name is Juan Mendoza from the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. I am your guest host here at the MarTech Podcast. And today we are going to discuss effective marketing automation and maximizing success in B2B marketing. Joining me today is Carl Van Buren. He is the co-founder and CEO of Audience audience with an Y instead of an I in the middle there, which is the industry's first programmatic platform purpose-built for B2B demand marketers. Yesterday, Carl and I talked about the delicate art of balancing marketing automation. And today, we're going to continue the conversation by discussing the qualitative and quantitative wins in B2B marketing. So here's our part two conversation with the very smart, the very efficient Carl Van Buren, the co-founder and CEO at Audience. Thanks for joining me and returning for a second day, Carl. Appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me back. Apparently, I did good enough on the first to get a second invite. Thanks for having me, Juan. We love chatting with you. So in our episode, we want to talk about qualitative and quantitative data and how they both work together in driving demand and growth. But perhaps we can start with a definition. How do you define those two things? Uh, quantitative is typically data-driven, right? It's going to be numbers-driven, qualitative, much more anecdotal. And in marketing, especially as compared to really any other function, we have loads of qualitative data and loads of quantitative data on deciding how to mesh those two worlds together as an important, dare I call it an art or a science? I'm not sure which. I think it's partly both. Let's talk about figuring out how to use those two sources of data because they are very different in volume and quality, and then the way in which you analyze that data is very different as well. But perhaps you can give us a sense in which you see those two data sources being joined up together. What does that look like? Have you got an example or something where it's been actually quite cool in terms of analytics and targeting and everything related to growth and demand? I think quantitative data is going to give you general trends. 
is going to be much more scalable than qualitative data. So it's going to be very useful for showing you the general course of any trend. However, it can be a little misleading. I might see a general trend, but not really understand what's the underlying cause of that. You're only seeing the effect. So qualitative data, talking to your customers as an example, focus groups, in-depth interviews, that's going to be much richer, not as scalable as quantitative data, but much richer and much more useful in really understanding what's the cause behind the effect that you're seeing in the quantitative data. So the quantitative gives you the trends and the qualitative gives you a way in which you can start interacting with your customer because you're hearing from what they need and you're getting insights around content and the products and it gives you a little bit more around the why, whereas the quantitative gives you the trend. And often what I see is it gives you the, the impact to the business because you get to see, okay, revenue coming in, leads coming in, and you get that quantitative sense of the business performance. But to really understand a customer, you really need to speak with them or do a survey or collect data in a qualitative sense. Would you agree with that? Am I on the right path here? I think you nailed it. It's the what and the why. I think maybe useful to paint an example back to what I said previously on how quantitative data could be misleading. I might find that my conversion rates for industry A and industry B are above 60%. Fantastic. But industry C, it's below 20%. And so immediately my thought is likely that's not part of our ICP. We shouldn't be leveraging our marketing budget to target that audience. But perhaps if we were to talk to those customers and really understand why are they converting at a lower rate, it could simply be because my content's not personalized for that industry. For the other two industries, we have use cases. We've got case studies. It's a much stronger value proposition to those industries. And I've got some content issues for industry C. That's why it's so important to balance the two and really just use the quantitative data as a general trend. But go the next step. Understand the why behind the what. Understand the why behind the what. Can you imagine not speaking to your customers for a minute? No. (laughs) A lot of marketers think that being a data-driven marketer means looking into a Google Analytics dashboard, figuring out which pages are converting best, and then just improving them. A lot of marketing happens without actually that face-to-face action with your customer. To tell one quick story, at the MarTech Weekly, we have several editorial media products. We call them TNW Pro. And our customers, senior leaders in the marketing tech world, they buy that content in order to stay updated in their career in everything that's going on in marketing tech. Now, I kind of was looking at the data. I was like, oh, you know, I think we're underperforming here and we're not meeting a need for our customer. So we went on a crusade and spoke to 50 customers and just did interviews with them just to talk about what they're getting out of it. And what came out of that was my assumption that we need to fix a bunch of things was totally wrong. Like our customers were absolutely loving it. And our problem wasn't the actual product itself. It was our distribution of the product. So when you just use quantitative data, you can go down a rabbit hole, which could be completely wrong. And have you seen that in your career or with folks in marketing where there's just this overlap reliance on quantitative and they don't get to the heart of the customer problem? I've seen it with audience. When we started building audience as a platform, our first data set was a survey. So we surveyed hundreds of marketers, agency employees, publishers, Had we stopped there and built audience based on those survey results, the product would look very different than it is today. Luckily, we were able to go the next step and talk to some marketers. And as we dug into that data, we learned that some of those answers were about their current experience of the process, not about how we were envisioning changing that process. Right. So where we might have decided that, hey, this portion of the process is unimportant. We found the exact opposite. This portion of the process is extremely important. 
they're already happy with it. So it's not something we have to change drastically, but it's extremely important that we do have a solution for that in our platform as well. And we're constantly taking that approach, by the way. We talk to our customers on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, would not have been able to as quickly iterate on the platform as we have without our customers. And I think it's really important for marketers to take to heart. Typically, it's on the product organization to be talking with customers and understanding customer feedback. Marketers should do the same thing. There's likely a different set of questions that you'd like answered from your customers than a, than a product person in particular. So I'd encourage marketers certainly to be more engaged with their customers and get more qualitative data to help drive decisions. So let's talk about that in action. Are there specific tools or techniques that you've used to get that qualitative insight into, say, a demand gen campaign or a program? What do you tend to use yourself? But I'd love to hear what your customers use as well. To get it into a demand gen campaign. Well, what goes into a demand gen campaign is messaging and content and target audience, right? Those are basically the three major components. So the qualitative information can be especially useful in understanding what really are the pain points, what are the priorities, what are the challenges that I'm trying to solve for, and I need to communicate really well to my audience through my creative and my content. As far as the target audience goes, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, the quantitative data is going to be most useful for giving you kind of general trends of which industries or company sizes or personas are, are reacting most positively. But again, going a layer deeper and understanding why will help you understand whether or not certain segments should or shouldn't be a part of that target audience. So all those understandings are really fuel to a really strong demand generation strategy. And without it, you are playing somewhat of a guessing game. I'm not saying it won't work, but the probability of it working really well is certainly lower. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So I would want to know about how insight is shared within a company, because we're talking about here, like how do you use it for specific things like improving your campaign results, improving your messaging, improving your targeting, improving even the product, right? 
But when it comes to bringing qualitative and quantitative together, how do you see marketers trying to tell a story with both and actually talking to executives and talking to their business about the insights that they're finding? Um, have you got any tips around that and what marketers can do to bring both of the source of data into how they do their insights? You've got to break down the silos. Even in your question here, we're talking about what can marketers do? It's really what can we as a group internally do? We need to have marketers, product, salespeople, all aligned on the appropriate questions and information that they want to glean from their customers. First off, you're going to get, depending on your perspective and the questions you're asking, very different results. So I think step one is to make sure that we're really aligned on the type of feedback that we need, again, at least across those three departments, sales, marketing, and product. And ideally, we have an approach that is a collaborative approach. We should all have the opportunity, we, the collective we, as various organizations in a company to take part in the interview or focus group process that you might have deployed. And then we should all look at that information that's collected together and discern from that what the appropriate insights and takeaways and action items are as an organization. All three organizations are really connected. You can't have a successful sales team without a successful product. You can't have a successful product without a successful marketing team. And certainly the inverse is true for both of those use cases as well. So we know that when we start a company, we've got to be mindful of that also into perpetuity. There's always going to be iterations. The product's going to change dramatically over time. So you're basically just reinventing the company over and over and over again. So use the same approach to building product, building marketing strategy, and building sales strategy. You know how hard it is to get someone from sales, someone from product, someone from marketing, someone from tech and engineering, maybe an executive into the same room at the same time. Yeah, It is hard, right? It, but what you're saying is harder, but so much more valuable because putting marketers in a silo and saying, hey, we're not getting great leads. We're not getting their product take up. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's easy for businesses just to put marketers in their corner and let them play with their analytics. But what I'm hearing from you is that you have to have almost like the political skill to go to a business and say, no, this is about the whole business and we need to look at this data together and understand it together because we won't be on the same page. We won't be able to make the changes we need to drive the growth in the business. That's right. And by the way, the changes won't necessarily be with marketing. That might not be the problem. So we might learn that through the investigative process with our customers. So again, I think it's really important. Everyone's aligned on what kind of information needs to be gleaned to help improve all three of those organizations. It's a challenge to do, no doubt, especially if you're talking a large enterprise company. But I've seen it done well in some organizations that stand up centers of excellence where they'll have uh, for each department a handful of people. Often they're rotated throughout the course of every month or every quarter, but a handful of people that represent that organization and various collaborative projects. I'd encourage doing that. I've seen that deployed with great success in other organizations. Sometimes I wish more CMOs or execs would just spend at least a day a week talking to their customers because I get a sense that the whole business would be helped when the leadership of the business spend a ton of time with their customers at the edge of the business where salespeople, service people are interacting with customers. They would just be helped, right? I feel like often the missing piece here is that that leadership in a business just don't understand the need for everyone to have their focus on the customer and their time together understanding what the customer needs from the business. So it's a great way to think about it. It's much harder. It's very much um, easier said than done. But going through the hard bit and actually trying to build that culture in a company where you're bringing qualitative and quantitative insights together to drive really impactful value adding insights into where a business should be going, you kind of go and like, yeah, that's worth the effort, even though it means a lot of hard conversations. 
frankly, it's fun. It's fun to go talk to customers. Exactly. It's really fun just to hear from customers and do those interviews with folks as well. But this has been a really fascinating conversation about the power of bringing both qualitative and quantitative insights together. Did you have any last insights for us? Any last thoughts that you want to leave our audience with? Last episode, I asked you about which book you would write and what the title would be. But this time, I haven't got a book for you. But I'd love for you to leave us with a a pearl of wisdom, if you don't mind. Well, we'll continue on sort of the same course of thought there. I had some time to to rethink that answer. That was a working title. I'll have to email you a few better titles, by the way. (laughs) But yeah, my lasting words of wisdom here would be, as marketers, constantly be focused on efficiency saving time, saving money, or improving performance. A major piece, especially of the last of those three in improving performance, is to have the right set of quantitative and qualitative data. But don't ignore the second, the qualitative data, seeing the why behind the what. Excellent. Well, that wraps up our second episode with Carl Van Buren, the co-founder and CEO at Audience. And that's Audience with a Y in the middle, folks, not an I. So it's very easy to search and find. If you'd like to get in touch with Carl, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website at audience.com. Carl, what a fascinating series of conversations. Thank you for adding your insights, and I'm very much looking forward to when your book is being published. Thanks, Juan. Much appreciated. I really enjoyed this. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4. Or it's a little easier to just visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.